Hello and thank you for tuning in to Sideline Story, your destination for sports news, analysis and discussions. I'm your host, Brandon Yates, and today, as always, I'm joined by my two fantastic co-hosts, Yang Guang and Tian Yu. And today we will be focusing on global teenage sensations, which we have seen, I suppose, over the course of decades. There, there always seems to be some sort of teenage sensation in a variety of sports, but this week we're talking about it because of the incredible performances of Luke Littler at the World's Darts Championship. Yang Guang, tell me about his performance. Unfortunately, he did fall at the last hurdle, right? Um, yeah, I watched Littler's games at the World Championships. It's really a shame he lost the, that final. Mm, tough thing um, for a 16-year-old to take. Mm, yeah, he, he was that close to Oof. take a 5-2 lead in the best of 13 match. If he hit a double-two... Unfortunately, he missed it, and um, Humphreys, Luke Humphreys, another Luke, managed to level the score from <laughs> Luke there squared, and, yeah. and uh, make the comeback. But still, um, I mean, it's a, it's a dream run for Little already, and um, he's such a tough player. I think darts is a sport where mental fortitude is everything. For um, sure, yeah. You, you need to hit the exact number when it matters in the final duels. Um, tiny mistakes make huge differences yeah i don't think there's much difference in terms of the talent levels amongst mm. all of the mm. competitors like you say yang Wang, i think the difference maker is people that can really step up to the challenge and either keep calm or not make mistakes at, at those crucial moments so for a 16 year old to get to that point i mean yeah, look he amazing. did lose in the final which is a, a pity and i'm sure it's going to be something incredibly difficult for him to to get over depending on what his mental state is like um, but yeah, I think in those moments, mental fortitude definitely trumps uh, talent when it gets to those stages where, um, you know, you've got two guys competing who are probably at a similar talent level um, and the difference maker will probably come down to who can handle the moment mm. best. You really need to have a pair of steady hands and, mm. and, a, big, yeah. <laughs> and a big heart yeah. uh, for these sports and Littler has got them. Uh, looking at him play, you don't feel the pressure. Um, it's like a machine delivering yeah. the precise numbers. He can always put the dots where they are needed to be. Three times he needed to hit double 16 to secure the legs against Rob Cross, not missing single time. Mm. It's just unbelievable. Unbelievable to even think I'm, I'm in the final, like you said, just to win a game and come back after Christmas and I'm still standing. There's just there's no pressure. Like I've said, it's my first my first time being here. And I'm still here, so it's just I just take it in my stride and take it game by game. And he um, defeated um, Van Barneveld, right? Who's one of the greatest yeah, darts yeah. players of all time. Yeah. Um, there's comment from online about Littler's performance. He said, "I wasn't convinced at first, but seeing him continuously with the high doubles percentage and taking those big checkouts consistently, he really is the real deal." I think that's the feeling of most defense uh, when watching Littler's game. Yeah. Well, Actually, let's not hope he's a one-hit. Let's hope he's not a one-hit wonder, because yeah, we've yeah. also said this about, um, and yeah. we'll get into it later in the conversation. <laughs> but we've said this about numerous talents over the years. You know, where they kind of break out onto the scene, have one or two good performances, and then just disappear. So, hopefully, someone in Littler's team, whether it be you know his parents, his coaching staff, um, you know his friends around them, hopefully they are all able to manage this incredible success and disappointment because yeah, it's 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 a, it's a there's a lot of ups and downs in terms of what he's currently dealing with 
and hopefully we can see him return you know at the same level if not stronger right yeah it's yeah. a really good time to introduce someone to take charge of his career absolutely himself a 16 year old yeah to deal with all the pressure from media from fans from his opponents it's mm. just too much i think we also need some officials to check that birth certificate though because <laughs> judging by his mental fortitude and this is not an insult or anything but looking at him he definitely does not look 16 so Hopefully there aren't any surprises when yeah. we learn more about him as the weeks go by. He's definitely more mature than he looks like. Yeah, for <laughs> sure, for sure. And Tianyu, from your side of things, what did you make of um, you know Littler's performance, and you know what kind of interests you about him and this incredible success that he's had from going from being a complete unknown to becoming this you know headline story globally. Yeah. Uh, first of all, I didn't know that there's an international tournament of darts before. <laughs> it's huge. I don't know if it's like a big deal globally, but I know in the UK, it's, yeah, it's a it's, very, very big deal. Yeah. I, I think I thought a darts game would often happen between some friends when they're hanging out <laughs> or want to have some fun together. To be fair, that's how the rest of the world sees like table yeah. tennis as well. And then yeah. you come to China and you realize, no, this is a very serious sport. <laughs> yeah. It turns out that in the UK, darts can be a fiercely competitive sport uh, and a very big business with multi-million dollar prizes and crowds of people watching the games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and, and... Sounds g- similar to something that you enjoy. You yeah. know, <laughs> played between friends, but somehow attracts massive crowds yeah, and definitely. funding. Yeah. Kind of sounds a bit like esports. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and th- now the sport has a new star, Luke Littler, who's only 16 years old. I think his age can be a really surprising thing for a sport that often values experience uh, a lot of the world and champions strength, right? yeah and like that maturity yeah a lot of the world champions of the tournament are in their late 20s and 30s and uh, some are even older yeah uh, for example Bonifold is like in his 40s, 40s or 50s mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah and peter wright won the 2022 title at 51 and uh, yeah, the greatest player ever of the game, Phil Taylor, made it to the 2018 final at 57. Wow. So yeah, competing in the final at 16 years old is unprecedented. Yeah, in, I mean, he was basically history. playing against men that could be his father. Yeah, it's incredible. Honestly, it's incredible. Yeah, so I think even though Luke uh, lost the final, I think he should still be proud of what he has uh, achieved Absolutely. by beating players who are decades older than him. Mm. And also, he certainly should be happy about the result because yeah. even in defeat, he took home 200,000 pounds. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. And that's not only a big fortune for a 16-year-old, but yeah. also a lot for me. For anybody. Yeah, for anybody. Yeah. And, yeah, and what I also find really interesting about his story is that uh, what he said about his routine before the final in an interview. So during the days when he was preparing for uh, the final, he said in, in the morning he would go for his ham and cheese omelet and have a pizza before he's a man after session. my own heart. I yeah. love a ham and cheese omelet. Yes, that's a have, you see that is the key to success. Ham and cheese omelet in the morning. Yes, yeah. great start to the day. And I have a pizza. Highly agree with that. Have a pizza before his practice session. I don't agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> he was off to a good start and then he disappointed me. And also on a typical day in his life outside the tournament, he will just wake up play on his Xbox, mm. have some food. <laughs> Sounds like a fine-tuned athlete. And have a chuck on the board, go to bed, and that's it. Tough life, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I think entering the final of the game at such a young age is a proof of how talented he is. Mm. Uh, but he's, this mentality of keeping 
calm. And yeah, just, you can see it in his routine. Yeah, you know, yeah. clearly he is a guy that isn't really faced by much and lives a very, very relaxed lifestyle. And I guess he carried that through into the World's Darts Championship. He probably yeah. tried to view it as like part of his routine, just waking up, having a th- couple mm-hmm. of throws at the board. And because of his talent, that mentality and just being relaxed took him all the way to the to the final. Yeah, just keep doing what whatever you do every day, even in a very stressful situation. Mm. It, this is even more important or a precious element to his success. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess mm. that's why people call him the nuke. Yeah, Luke, right. the nuke. Luke the nuke. Yeah, he that's changes everything. Yeah. He's a nuclear bomb. The game changer. Yeah. yeah, but now, Yang Guang, I'll ask your personal take on this. Of course, the success is incredible, and we've seen the talent, we've seen the the mental calmness, and being able to deal with these pressure moments. But that being said, he is allegedly 16 years old. We'll see. <laughs> um, and he also had to deal with this incredible high of getting to that point, and also the incredible low of dealing with a final loss, which I think whether you're Mm. 16 or 66, at that level in the World Darts Championship final is an insane disappointment. Do you think that his mentality can get him through that loss? And do you think he'll bounce back stronger? Or do you think that he will now disappear into oblivion? To be honest, if I would be in in his shoe, I would be very disappointed. I would be gutted. But um, that being said, just uh, considering how far he already reached at this mm. uh, world championship, no one was expecting him to win a single match from the yeah. very beginning. He was the underdog. I think he's the youngest player ever to win a match at <laughs> world championship. So a lot of achievements already made. And uh, even though he lost the final, I would say he's he's the biggest winner already at the yeah. tournament. But just um, the mental thing, like I know, you know, getting to that point is incredible, and there was so much success and so many records broken. But then, like at the last hurdle. It just doesn't happen for you. I, I think, look, I think people around him and himself are going to be incredibly proud of what he's achieved and rightfully so. But man, to, to you know, if someone said to me, if I was like part of the South African rugby team and we had beaten all of the New Zealand in the semifinals and broken records and whatever and then lost in the final, this is just me. I don't know how it affects him, but my mind would forget about all of those achievements hmm. and I'd just be like, I can't believe I got this far and yeah, lost the finals. It's really cruel. Do you yeah. think that he can avoid that? It's hard Again, to say. if yeah. if yeah. I'm if I'm in his position, mm-hmm. um, I would be devastated. Me too. After that loss, but uh, I already I'm very optimistic that um, I already harvested so much yeah. from this tournament. Like um, I think that's how he will see it later. Like I mm-hmm. think this week and weekend or you know next yeah, yeah. couple for of days example, is going to be very um, tough for him. Yeah. Yeah. His celebrity status. Yeah, um, that's going to be ri- fun. Is rising with every dart he threw. Yeah. And he's got support from players for, of his favorite. Football club Manchester United, of course. And uh, <laughs> now you're I talking. Maybe, but maybe that can help. Maybe all yeah. of this this uh, instant fame and you know being reached out to by Manchester United players, etc. Maybe that can distract him from the the huge disappointment mm. he's dealt with, and rather just focus on the positive, uh, you know, elements of that success. Even though he fell at the final hurdle, but focus on that and be distracted by that, so you can forget about the final loss enjoy the success and prepare for the next tournament. Mm. Yeah. And um, his Instagram account has gone from 4,000 followers at the start of this tournament to over 450,000. Wow. Obviously, I've got a lot of followers now. I've had a message off Luke Shaw from Manchester United, Rio Ferdinand, and I had a message off Gary Neville and Johnny Evans before my game against Barney, I think. So it's just crazy. It's people who I've looked up to, and especially my, my club, Manchester United, wishing me luck. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, he can have. Yeah. I, I think. Um, look, 
if he deals with this this loss correctly, and it sounds like he does have a lot of positive distractions to yep. get past that. Um, and then once all of this, because you know the hype will die down eventually, and after a couple of weeks, he will need to just you know get back onto the right track and focus on his darts and you know prepare for the next world championship or school, I think, yeah, or school. <laughs> but I think by the time that time comes he probably will have gotten over the disappointment of the loss and probably forget about it quite quickly because he's had all of this you know success and hoopla around him um so it'll be i think it'll be very interesting to see what his performance will be like at the next championship Um, and if he can maintain this incredible start that he's had to um, a very early point in his career Yang Wang, they've been, like I mentioned earlier, they've been teenage sensations in football, in cricket, in rugby, in athletics, in um, a variety of sports. But I think most of the ones that I can think of globally over the years have probably emerged from football. It seems to be one mm-hmm. of those sports that always hypes up these incredibly young talents to go on and achieve the the success of the likes of Messi and Ronaldo and Maradona and Pele, etc. There's always the next Ronaldo, the next Messi, etc., um, and we've seen varying levels of success and failures about these teenage sensations that we've hyped up from a young age. Are there any that come to mind for you that have either, you know, exceeded the expectations that were placed on them or have really failed to live up to the hype? Um, I will stick to those um, making their way to success. Yes, to success. stick <laughs> to the positive. <laughs> First name in my mind, of, of course, um, Lionel Messi. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this was there leg- a lot of hype? Like when he was 17, 18, was there as much hype and expectation around him to achieve what he has i mean i know there was hype but i don't think anyone could have foreseen what he would go on to achieve right yeah Yeah. um the other day i checked um, a video of barcelona against real madrid uh, when messi was only 19 or 20 (sighs) and uh i heard the commentator criticizing messi's performance (laughs) on the pitch i I, I bet he really regretted those comments (laughs) Um, but yeah messi wasn't that great uh, Mm -hmm. when he was 17 18 i guess yeah still fledging well like well again he was also surrounded by the best footballers on the yeah, planet so yeah, even if he was true. great he would have looked terrible next to the likes of ronaldinho samuel yeah. Etu, you know mm. but um he really has this uh, legendary teenage story that can be well adapted into a movie i guess i'm sure um, it will at some point now that he's found himself in the united states <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm waiting me- for the messy movie you know directed by Steven Spielberg or something like that. <laughs> yeah, Messi's road to a professional player was once threatened when he was 10 years old and was diagnosed with a growth hormone deficiency. Yes, he was offered around to a lot of clubs, right? And a yeah, lot of them yeah. didn't want to take on that responsibility. Mm, yes, yeah. and then Barcelona took on the yeah. responsibility, yeah. right? Yeah. That's, uh, that's a great story. His father's health insurance covered only two years of treatment, which cost at least um, $1,000 per month. Mm. Um, as you said, Messi's childhood club, um, New Wells, declined to pay for it. Neither did River Plate. Then, to the story everyone knows, Barcelona accepted mm. him. Mm-hmm. And but I think he was offered around contract. to other European teams first as well. I think he was offered to Real Madrid. I Arsenal. think, um, Ar- yeah, Arsenal. So it seems like a lot of mm. <laughs> a lot of clubs yeah. missed out on the goat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um, it's Barcelona that uh, finally yeah. offered him a contract on a paper napkin. Yes, I know. Yes, that's right. I remember this. Yeah, the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it was agreed upon in a restaurant or something, and then mm-hmm. um, yeah, the the I don't think. I mean, obviously, the final final finer details weren't written down on that paper, but it was just like a uh, an understanding um, that I think Messi st- or someone still has that napkin. Actually, yeah, what a memorabilia! Yeah, wow, uh, one of the a... greatest contracts ever signed <laughs> in sports, and such an inspiring story of a teenage sensation mm-hmm. who later stunned the whole world. 
But I guess Messi's reputation didn't come overnight, like what、uh, Littler did、uh, in darts. What is quite similar、uh, might be Michael Chance's、mm, achievement you, as the youngest Grand Slam winner in tennis. But you know what they say about overnight achievements,、uh, overnight success, right? They say overnight success is normally built upon ten years of preparation、yeah. and hard work. But the success seems like to happen overnight because、yeah. it normally happens in one event or one game. But you probably find Littler's success. It did happen overnight in terms of him becoming known globally. But it probably also resulted from thousands of hours yeah, of just throwing at the dartboard.、Yeah. Exactly. A report、yeah. say Littler started throwing darts、um, at age of two. You see, <laughs> <laughs> so by sixteen he's already got fourteen years yeah, under his belt. He, he played from being a toddler. Yeah. What's a similar story is、um, is Michael Chang's story in tennis.、Um, he won the French Open. At age of seventeen,、mm. at nineteen eighty nine, he still holds the record as、youngest. as being the youngest、mm. Grand Slam winner.、Yeah. And then Boris Becker also got Wimbledon at seventeen, I think, right? Yeah, but yeah. Michael Chan is was younger. But unfortunately, Chan never replicated the same degree of success.、Mm. It was only his only、um, Grand Slam victory, though he was one of the world's highest ranked players throughout much of the. 1990s. It's funny how that happens, and I think again, there's another example of probably a mental element to it. Because going into that final, he probably thought, "I'm the underdog. No one's expecting me、yeah. to win." And then all of a sudden, when he was the top seed for you know tournaments going ahead into the future, he couldn't handle the pressure. Yeah.、Um, another name that emerged the most recently, Luka Doncic. Of course.、Um, he made debut for Real Madrid basketball team at age of 16. <laughs> And、uh, when he was 19 years old, he already led the club to the Euro title,、uh, winning the MVP.、Um, he also helped Slovenia win the Euro basket title when he was just 18. So he made some glories before the age of 20 that few players made in their entire career. Yeah, some def- some real teenage successes there,、oh, and、yeah. it's great to see that some of those、uh, talents that you mentioned went on to achieve great success. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we'll we'll have to see if Doncic、uh, Doncic can. Go on and win a couple of、uh, NBA titles, which I don't think he's done yet、uh, with the with the、no. Mavs. Yeah, so、um, I'm sure he's hoping to achieve that. But yeah, he's definitely、um, lived up to the hype, as did Messi, of course, and a couple of the other names that you mentioned. Yeah, Tianyu, from your side, hits and misses. Well,、uh, first of all, Kylian Mbappe. He's yes, the first, he's the first、mm. name that pops into my Big mind、hit. in terms. Yeah, in terms、World、of young superstars. With France and yeah, yeah. I mean, he's the same age as me, and he has already、oh. won. A World Cup when I was still a college student. Turned <laughs> down a six hundred what million dollar contract for one year. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. that that's when you know you've made it. <laughs> yeah, and playing such a big role in the French national team and helping him、he's、win the, the World Cup. Now, I think is yeah, yeah. At nineteen years old, he's just has put him onto the pinnacle of professional football. And just in terms of achievements and records he has made, I think Mbappe is the best among all. Young generation football players. Yeah, I mean Messi can probably have a shot at that point as well.、Mm. I think he had won a couple of. How old is Mbappe? Twenty five. Yeah, he's twenty five now. I think Messi、26. had a couple of. I think、mm. Messi had a couple of Ballon d'Ors by then,、mm-hmm. um, but not a World Cup title. So I guess in terms of,、uh, I would say it's a toss up between、mm-hmm. uh, Mbappe and Messi, and potentially Pele because he was also、yeah. winning World Cups at the age、mm. of what sixteen. Yeah. yeah. And also speaking of football, I'm also going to mention Jude Bellingham.、Mm. He's 
He's about to turn 22 this year, and uh, we've already seen what he's done in Real Madrid. Yeah, I would say he's the best player in the world right now. Yeah, 14 goals in, in the first 15 games after he joined uh, Real a Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Supposedly a defensive yeah. midfielder as <laughs> yeah. well, which is crazy. It was really insane. And yeah, I think his sensational goal in the El Clasico mm. is the best goal I've ever seen in 2023. Yeah, yeah. well, it was a clutch goal for sure. Yeah. I mean, in that match, at that moment, it was pretty incredible. you are a Real Madrid fan, yeah. of course. Yeah. 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 No, but I mean, even me, I'm, I'm, I, I admire my Real Madrid I wouldn't say I'm a fan but to do that against Barcelona in the you know the Clasico the biggest football match mm-hmm. in the world at that age yeah. not being Spanish having just arrived in Madrid I mean it's just like it goes on and on and on yeah. you know in terms of everything that could have been against him but to put all of that to the side and do what he's doing and just look like the main man at Real Madrid and he yeah. hasn't even been there for a year it's incredible yeah he's already become the mainstay of the team yeah and yeah and hopefully he will reach the heights of Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi as mm. time progresses I mean it's an unfair comparison <laughs> you know like in terms of uh team achievements he can probably get there but in mm. terms of individual records yeah. like Ballon d'Ors maybe but goals absolutely not uh, but <laughs> when I think of teenage uh sensations myself this might not be something that would be familiar with uh most of our listeners or viewers because it happened in south africa but when i think back to my own personal memories with young sensations there is a man called francois stain who burst onto the scene for south africa in 2007 as a 19 slash 20 year old i was at the game it was south africa versus um australia people didn't really know who he was like and to get into the South African national rugby team is a huge accomplishment but to get in there as a relative unknown the media was questioning him fans were questioning him but the the coach at the time Jake White just said look this guy is the real deal just trust me you'll see what he Mm -hmm. can do in that game South Africa were down by six points and there were seven minutes remaining and he got the ball on the halfway line and landed a drop kick against Australia and I didn't even know that was humanly possible at any level but to do it in that moment against that team was sensational and then as a 20 year old he would go on to reach the final of the rugby world cup with south africa against england and he landed two long distance penalties to help us win that final so he was a world cup winner with south africa at the age of 20 but when he first emerged he was doing things that people had never seen before what you said just reminded me of david beckham the goal Mm. Yes, from, the halfway line the, goal. Yeah, from, that was also yeah. just a, a moment that people yeah. just thought like, wow, this is not human. I mean, a lot of people have done it since. Yeah. But that was also a moment where we had a young generational yeah. talent coming think, onto the scene yeah. and doing something that people thought was actually yeah. impossible. I think we can definitely put him on the list. <laughs> yeah. 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 These top prospects, they just need one or two moments to produce yeah. legendary moments of yeah. sport. But speaking of that, Yang Guang, because we have seen a couple of uh, talents that, you know, broke onto the scene, but then didn't go on to achieve great yeah, success. So what can these generational talents do to avoid becoming one-hit wonders? I guess um, um, the best approach is to better dealing with the pressure from media, from fans, from mm. from from the sports but do you think it comes from the athlete side or do you think more of the responsibility comes from the people that are around them or who they surround themselves with because i think that's also highly influential the environment i, I think yeah. it comes from the expectations from from everyone okay. around him um, so it's more of a, 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 a personal battle rather than surrounding yourself with the right coaches yeah. and the right people yeah. i think it's it's the situation littler we face and needs to deal with mm. at the next world championships mm-hmm. because Everyone would know what he's able to do. Can he keep the same mentality? Um, well, every camera will, will be on him. And when paparazzi will try to dig in his personal life, yeah. this is uh, quite challenging. It reminds me of um, Emma Raducanu. A, ho- a whole 
huge amounts of hype but hasn't really lived yeah. up to it. It's still early to tell because she's still very young. Yeah, and uh, she's had injuries too, right? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, her decline since winning the US Open at the age of 18 has been obvious, I would mm-hmm. say. Raducanu admitted that um, she underwent huge pressure after mm-hmm. the Grand Slam title and she even said she wished not to have won that trophy. Yeah. Because after that, any tiny mistake, every defeat would be put under microscope. Yeah. The expectations for her were too much. Mm. I think Naomi Osaka also went through a similar process when she said she needed some time away from tennis for mental health reasons. Yeah, I think yeah, a lot of us are dreaming of having an overnight success, but most of them can't afford what comes after it. You know, mm. money and fame can be intoxicating for someone who who is still young and haven't been through all the vicissitudes of life and winning everything at a young age you can easily lose your motives to become a better player yeah Yeah, Mm. and the more attention you get the more stress and pressure comes along whatever you're doing your training in the games and even your in your daily life like yang guang said will be watched closely by the media by the fans it's a good time to quit yeah (laughs) it's a tricky thing to deal with but yeah i think uh looking at some of these teenage sensations that we've spoken about um you know something that they're going to have to deal with is that pressure um whether it's on the sports field or off and a couple of the names that we've mentioned have dealt with it really well, but uh, we've also mentioned some that are emerging, and we'll have to see, for example, Luke Littler, how he handles this newfound success, and if he can come back uh, stronger next year. But that is all we have time for on this week's episode of Sideline Story. Thank you so much for joining us, and of course, we will be back next week with our latest topic, and we'll see you then. Mm-hmm.